C.S. Lewis. How many of you have heard of C.S. Lewis? Right, great writer of the 20th century. Chronicles of Narnia came out of the movie a few years ago, but they were books to begin with. C.S. Lewis penned these words. Quote, Everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. End of quote. Isn't that true? I mean, forgiveness in theory is easy. But once you've been hurt, or betrayed, or insulted, it becomes a big elephant that is hard to move. Now, some insults and offenses are a lot easier to deal with than others. For example, the other day, someone called me a doofus. And I immediately forgave him for calling me that. But really, the easy stuff we don't worry about. We don't worry about those kind of things. But it's the stuff that has crept under our skin and it's crawled into our hearts and become bitter that we struggle to deal with. And in fact, Jesus knew that in certain cases, we wouldn't really have a hard time forgiving on our own. And God knows that in certain situations, because of the pain we've experienced, or the circumstances, that we simply will not be able or won't want to forgive without some help. Some holy help. And that's in part what the Gospel reading from John chapter 20 was about. The other apostles are trying to convince Thomas that Jesus is alive. And of course, famously, Thomas says, Oh, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Well, the resurrected Jesus appears, and to paraphrase what Jesus said to the group that was gathered, he said, Receive the Holy Spirit and forgive sins. The forgiveness of sins is one of the central core beliefs and practices of the Christian faith. As Christians, we are supposed to be a people of forgiveness. Which means, among other things, that when people look at your life or mine, one of the things they're supposed to see is a spirit of forgiveness. Which is why daily millions of people pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those against us. If you understand that because God forgave us in Christ, we are in turn supposed to forgive others, raise your hand. You understand? Okay. If you get that sometimes we won't be able to forgive someone except with God's help, raise your hand. Okay. Now let me ask you this question. Are you and I just like Jesus? No. Wait, let me do it. Let me think again. No. We are regular people who can get pretty ticked off, pretty hurt, and pretty comfortable with our grudges and our resentments. If you ever found that to be true of yourself, we get comfortable with resentments, or other people say, Amen. Amen. So how is forgiveness supposed to work for us regular people and not the Jesuses of the world? Well, let's look at four principles based on the Holy Scriptures related to forgiveness. The first is that forgiveness is a process, not an event. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, process, not event. It is a process, not an event. I often get, well, now I almost always get very leery and concerned when I see on TV or I hear on the radio about some terrible shooting or some wretched accident. And like instantly, right away, 20 minutes later, the family is forgiving the offender. It's too early. They have not had time to process the event. They have not yet even begun to feel the immense loss of what they have just endured. Uh, they're not. They have not yet had time to grieve. It's too early to forgive. Now, certain things we can forgive uh, right away, like being called doofus by Jim. We can forgive that uh, right away without any difficulty at all. The minor stuff. But we're not talking about the minor stuff today. We are talking about people who have sinned against you, people who have hurt you, people who have insulted you to the point where you can't just say, ah, don't worry about it. Forgiveness is a process. It is, that is not, take a red pen, that is not the same statement as time heals. Time does not always heal heartache. Time often simply allows heartache to fester and sometimes to become bitter. So when we say that forgiveness is a process, it means more than just allowing for the passage of time. It means if you want to forgive someone, that means you have some work to do. So you're ready to roll up your sleeves? Brings us to the second principle. Forgiveness is a choice. Tell your neighbor. Now, very often, when it comes to forgiveness, people confuse their heart with their head. Let me rewind on that. Very often, people confuse their heart with their head. Forgiveness is a choice that you make with God's help to forgive someone for what they did to you. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a choice you make with God's help. So, check this out. This distinction is important. When you and I forgive someone for what they did to us, it may take a long time for our hearts to catch up with our choice to forgive. In other words, you may not feel forgiveness for the person. But that's beside the point. The point is you have made a choice with God's help to forgive. So that's the second principle. Forgiveness is a choice. The third principle is that forgiveness is a behavior. Forgiveness is a behavior. So in other words, once you've made that choice with God's help to forgive, you actually have to behave toward the person like you've forgiven them. And that means more or less four things. One, you strive not to ruminate about it, to think about the offense. Two, you don't talk about that person anymore. You don't keep bringing it up with other people. You strive not to allow it to get in the way of the relationship. Yeah, you have to behave toward them like you've forgiven them, which means you try not to ruminate on it. You don't keep bringing it up to the person. You don't talk about it with anybody else. You try not to allow it to interfere with the relationship. It's not enough to tell someone, I forgive you. And then you continue to make them pay by how you behave. We've all been on the receiving end of that, by the way. You actually have to behave toward them. And yes, at first, 
You will not feel like engaging in those behaviors toward them. But your heart will catch up with your actions. Let's hit the pause button here for a second. Do a little review. See, you're still awake. So, we've gone over three of the four principles. The first is that forgiveness is a process. The second is forgiveness is a choice. And the third is forgiveness is a behavior. Not bad. The fourth principle is that forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Tell your neighbor. Forgiveness and reconciliation are two separate things. Now, if you're a Christian, especially if you're trying to be a disciple, you are always called by God to work toward forgiveness. And with God's help, forgiveness is always possible. Using your deepest voice, say always. Always. Now, it may be a rough road to get to forgiveness, but it is always possible. Reconciliation, on the other hand, is not always possible. Forgiveness is letting go of the hurt, the pain, the injury that someone has done to you. It's not excusing it. It's not saying it's okay for them to do it. It's forgiving it. You can forgive someone who's not sorry. You can forgive someone who's dead. You can forgive someone without even talking to them. Reconciliation on the other hand requires restoring the relationship, getting back together, reconnecting. Now, in the vast majority of cases, does this happen? Yes, it happens all the time. You deal with whatever the issue is, and you keep going with your friendship, your family connection, whatever it is. But sometimes, the relationship is never quite what it used to be. In those situations where someone has terribly hurt you or abused you, it would be unwise and unsafe to try to reconcile the relationship. Big question. In most cases, should we strive for reconciliation? Most cases. Yes, yes, absolutely. Most cases. However, sometimes despite our best efforts and our prayers, the other person simply is not willing to reconcile. That can be very painful. But at some point, you eventually have to accept that. You've done all that you can with God's help, and you need to move on. But we should always strive for forgiveness. So, four principles. Second quiz. Here's how we go. Let's see how you do. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a behavior. And forgiveness is not reconciliation. Good. We have just scratched the surface of forgiveness today. Let me step to the side and ask something else that's important. It will take God's help you to work these four steps in your life, or for anybody to work these four steps in your life. But sometimes, because of the pain or the unique circumstances of that situation, you will also need the help of God's people. You need the help of other persons, like your family. Be friends, could be a counselor, could be a pastor, uh, it could be confession, which the church has offered for centuries to, to help people. And the Anglican Church, believe it or not, has private confession. Did you know that? It's right in the DAS. But here's the Anglican Church's view on private confession all can, none must, 
Some should. That's the classic saying about it. So yes, you will need God's help to work through the steps of forgiveness, the principles of forgiveness, but sometimes you might need somebody else's help. And don't be afraid to seek that help out if you need it. So next Sunday we will be looking at forgiving yourself. And for some of us that is the hardest thing to do. But before we wrap up, let us have an honest in-your-face moment. You like having those, right? Here it is. Often you and I don't forgive just because we don't want to. We know we should. We just don't want to. We don't think that person deserves our forgiveness for what they did. Can you relate to that? I can. But that reminds me of a prayer written by a young boy who died in a concentration camp during the Holocaust. And here is his prayer. <clears throat> o Lord, remember not only the men and women of goodwill, but also those of ill will. But do not remember all of the suffering they have inflicted upon us. Instead, remember the fruits we have borne because of this suffering, our fellowship, our loyalty to one another, our humility, our courage, our generosity, the greatness of heart that has grown from this trouble. When our persecutors come to be judged by you, that all of these fruits that we have borne be their forgiveness. If that boy could forgive his captives and murderers with God's help, then you and I, with our Christ and the Holy Spirit, can forgive others too. Amen.